0: Everybody, welcome to episode eighty-five of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Tyler. Some
2: call me Brooks. Dan.
0: And we've hey. got our very special guest Nebo from Downtown Brown. How's it going, Nebo? Oh uh, hey. Oh. Uh, hey. Hey, yeah, hey 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 buddy. I like
3: um, how you put all of our uh, viewers on a like a on the spot there, just pointing at them for
0: <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> So, it's been uh, yet another 720p. week yet another week of uh sitting at home um now working that, that, uh, or not working.
3: That warning's actually becoming more and more relevant because I'm completely losing track of days and weeks and months. So I do need the need this update that it has actually been
1: A one week. whole week. Yep. <laughs> which which cracks me up because even though yes, you're at home, you still work.
3: Yeah, but it's...
1: You still have days off.
3: Kinda, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
4: Honestly, that's flow. the one thing that's keeping me in check is is I, I pick certain days to do a live stream and I pick certain days to release my podcast. So that's like the only sense of schedule I have. Yeah. Because um, I'm not essential. I'm definitely not working right now. Same.
2: Well, I'm a hero, so... <laughs> yeah, <you are. laughs>
0: I'm in the presence of heroes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not really
3: essential either. Most of my clients are
0: gone. Yeah, he's just working from home. I and uh, I program the internet. So
3: I you still... program the, nice to meet you person who programmed the entire internet.
0: Uh, I do not know you, you were heard in the, of the presence internet.
3: of fake. The internet
0: is kept in this black box right here. <laughs> I shouldn't oh, actually even be shaking like it. <laughs> Can't believe you're shaking
1: it. Maybe that's why my connection sucks all the time, because you shake the fucking internet around.
2: Stop shaking the internet. It keeps it on top of the dryer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Puts uh, it in the microwave every now and then, you know, just <laughs> got to keep eating
0: it a little spicy.
3: Sometimes he has to clean the internet so he jump drops it into the tub and <laughs> just uh, starts scrubbing it.
0: In addition to um, being the singer, songwriter, and heart and soul of Downtown Brown, uh, Nebo is also sometimes a singer of Reagan Youth um, and uh, has a podcast of his own called Subcast. Uh, that we've talked about before on on the podcast. Back when I was out your way, uh, we had you and uh, Harry Bob on the podcast.
4: Yeah, that happened. I was there. Yeah, <laughs> I was. not And Ty was there too. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was a it was a topless robot podcast, but the the crew wasn't there. It was just you and Ty, and me and Robert Harrington. Yeah, Harry Bob. For anyone who
3: hasn't seen that, that is not me, Ty. That's a
4: different, <laughs> <Ty>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different <laughs> the lesser Tyler. <laughs> <It> <laughs> It was even, like, worded like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If I remember correctly. I was on a lot of coffee. That's, yeah.
0: <laughs> so,
4: i currently um, on a lot of coffee. I want yeah, I'm, coffee. I'm also sure this has come up a bunch of times,
1: but seeing as you're in a band called Reagan Youth, has anyone begged you to tour with Iron Reagan at any point? Does that already happen?
4: Uh, no, but it get, people confuse the names a lot. And uh, Reagan Youth is a New York hardcore punk band, and it's... it's very political. Uh... Uh, Reagan Utes. Reagan Utes. Yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, something that I
0: didn't realize until you started singing for them was, I mean, I am a huge fan of the old movie uh, and Brendan Fraser vehicle Airheads. Yeah. Uh, and Degenerated, the song that the Lone Rangers are playing throughout that fucking movie is Reagan Utes. It's a Reagan Utes song.
4: Yeah. And uh so Dave and Dave Rubenstein, and Paul Bikia. Paul Bikia is still with us. He is, he is currently the I th- well he's one of two original members of Reagan Youth and he he's like the he's like the lifeblood of that band. He've been keeping it going for all these years. And yeah, it, like he and Dave, Dave's Dave died in the 90s, but they they wrote that song and yeah, it was immortalized in the movie Airheads,
0: <laughs> it was, fucking which is crazy for me hell, because man. I'm
4: I'm on stage, like I just I I started performing with the band on accident. I was <laughs> I remember I was sitting on the toilet and their bass player hit me up. <laughs> oh, and, she, and she's like, "Do you want to do some gigs with us?" And I like in the past I'd driven them around as like a tour manager. Like I I would sell their merch and drive them around and make sure that you know no one died. And uh, an important I was like function. I was like okay yeah like another tour and she's like no like as the singer and I'm like what you want me to sing and then yeah we just we did a tour in December and it's wild yeah because I'm singing all these songs but, but it's weird when when you are replacing like a, an iconic member of a sort of famous band, um let's just say the audience is not very welcoming especially no. when. Yeah, your play is failing. Yeah, no, pretty much. And they've gone through so many singers; they switch singers like every three months. So I'm just another guy that they, you know, that isn't as good as the original guy because you know, of course, you prefer whoever wrote the music and performed on those original albums that came out in like the late late '80s, early '90s. So I'm just. It's weird. It's weird (laughs) being the guy that nobody likes because you're not the guy. So, yeah, but it's like it's an interesting experience. I'm I'm glad I did it. I don't know if we're ever going to go back to a world where we can perform live and shit.
0: But (laughs) having having seen some uh, live footage of some of the shows that uh, you played with them, uh, the audience energy is high. I'm sure you, you know, maybe uh, some members of the audience uh, afterwards maybe were like, mm, ask you some passive aggressive fucking question or some shit like it's that. Mostly but.
4: internet shit talking. Like, uh, they didn't ask me anything, and someone said, "Why do you let your new singer sing like Axl Rose?" <laughs> 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 and, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm just singing like me, but I guess I sound like Axl Rose. And uh, like it
1: thinks- Thanks for the compliment, guys. But I haven't done that many drugs yet.
3: <laughs> what was What Just was don't, nice? Don't gain a lot of weight and start wearing yellow
4: jackets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like I like I even like fat Axel Rose. I'm a fan. <laughs> but but regardless, it what was nice about the whole thing is during the AMA, the the main guy of the band defended me and said, "Yeah, I think he sounds a little bit more like this singer that I admire." And you know, he kind of defended me and. That made me feel good, but it, it just goes with the territory. If you're replacing an iconic, like, original member and, and one that passed away in a very uh, tragic manner, you know, you're, you're always going to be like second fiddle, third fiddle, eighth fiddle to right. the your person primary, that everybody loves.
3: Your primary sin is not that you're not talented. Your primary sin is that you're not him. That's at the end of the day, that's yeah. all it is.
4: <laughs> and. The whole thing is I'm just trying to I'm just trying to respect his legacy and do as good of a job as I can. And I, I think no matter how hard you try or how much effort you put in or how talented you are, there's always going to be some dickhead on the internet that's just like, who the fuck's this guy? You know, and, all, uh, all they need to do yeah, to clean you...
0: it up is pull a Sublime thing, right? Sublime did Sublime with Rome. All Reagan Youth needs to be is Reagan Youth with Nebo. I mean, whatever. It was fun. Uh, I don't know about
3: that. The Nebo, the Nebo Youth. I don't
1: know about that either. Yeah, I, I feel like bringing the name front and center would piss more people off. Like, <laughs> I just...
3: just lean into it, lean into it, <laughs> make everyone more mad. They'll like yeah.
1: sooner or later they'll just come around.
0: <laughs> but then um, it's one
1: of those things, anyway, dude. Like you, you could have a local band that has a maximum of like twenty fans, and if they change guitarists, there's gonna be some dude who's like well, I prefer the unintelligible riff writing from this one dude whose first name I only know. Like, fuck this band.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pete's writing was pretty solid, man. <laughs>
4: we, like, my band experienced that on a very small level, just being a local band in Detroit, like in the early 2000s, we got rid of our original drummer, and it, like there was a huge backlash. And I'm just like, and we got a better drummer, and we started doing bigger shows and doing better things, and people were still like, it, 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 I don't know. Everyone is nostalgic for like five minutes ago. They're yep. nostalgic for like, yeah, like, yeah, I remember six months ago when things were different. I liked it better than it's, I'm, I don't know. I'm constant.
1: Like, that's one thing that I complain about all the time. I'm tired of this, uh, this like fascination with nostalgia that everyone seems to have. Even though, like when they're in the moment, they complain about how shitty everything is and how it was better five minutes ago, but somehow the next five minutes is better. Fucking make up your mind.
2: <laughs> and speaking
0: <laughs> of nostalgia, oh, you know Christ. What came out this oh.
2: week? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Segway>. <laughs> yeah,
0: before really we like, get to your segue, really there's oh. one other thing that I want to touch on because Reagan Youth is a fairly re- legendary band uh, in the punk scene. I mean, we all know uh, who Reagan Youth is. Uh, yep. And whether, whether people realize it or not, they know who Reagan Youth is because everyone saw Airheads, which is a fucking great movie. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, you have uh, experience playing with not one, but two legendary artists. Um, and uh, so Downtown Brown was the backing band for HR from Bad Brains. And yeah. I imagine that because HR didn't have... Uh, set cast of characters for his band, there was probably, I would expect anyway, less backlash from you guys filling that position.
4: That that one was a little easier. Um, it was actually harder because we had to learn, I had to learn, you know, intricate guitar lines and, and a bunch of songs on the guitar. Um, the hardest part about the Reggae New stuff was memorizing all the lyrics. It, like, yeah, I, I don't know. But playing with HR was surreal because he like he's arguably way more iconic than Reagan Youth as far as sure. like as far as his influence is concerned. And, and Reagan Youth influenced a lot of people, but like the Bad Brains, that's like whew.
0: without Bad Brains, there's no Beastie Boys.
4: Yeah, well. And what's funny is Reagan Youth are all friends with Bad Brains, so it's all interconnected in this like uh, or like early '80s, late '70s, early '80s hardcore stuff. That fuck, I was born in '81, so when all this stuff was happening, when all these men were in their like early '20s, late teens, and they were changing the fucking world, I was just a little zygote, you know. And uh, so just to be a part of it in in any way, shape, or form, it's it's really amazing. And I'm just there's a part of me that's just I'm just hoping that. It's it's a lot of work when when you're essentially a hired gun. You're uh, you you're just trying to do justice to the project that you, you're hired to be a part of. And um, I always was just I always was just like, oh, I want to be doing my own thing. I want to be doing Downtown Brown. But uh, yeah, I'm nostalgic for fucking three months ago when you could drive around and travel and play gigs and go on planes and stuff. So yeah, I'm. I just, I'm hoping we can get back there because it, like I have gigs with HR from Bad Brains in July that are definitely probably going to get canceled. And then we had a whole run with Reagan youth in June and I, it's very doubtful that's going to happen. I mean, they're saying, they're saying in California that live events and concerts aren't going to come back till 2021. 20, and that's like best oh, case scenario. Yeah, but dude.
0: Missouri <laughs> has announced that concerts can resume and they're starting right back up real soon. Really? Yeah.
3: That's gonna stop
2: really. Quickly. I can't wait to see a show at Branson, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> it
4: just it says every baby boomer ever. <laughs> that just Maybe sounds... Shoji will be there. <laughs> if, the, if they haven't come up with a uh, a vaccine for this shit yet, and and the people in charge don't know what the fuck's going on, and it, and this disease lies dormant and is supposed to come back worse in the winter, like I really don't think they should be starting concerts anytime soon.
0: No, I agree. And so the stipulation is that they have to uh, have things set up in such a way that people can practice social distancing. So essentially, (laughs) that's going to reduce capacity of most venues and make it so small venues like mine uh, can't can't exist. Like it
1: it won't work anyway. I mean, you can't just. Have squares of tape on the ground six feet apart, saying like "Stand perfectly still here and don't move for the entire show." Yeah,
2: hey, like, hey moshed in your own square, dude. Okay, I don't know, man. It, it really depends fun on what the
4: either like. It like depends on, on the music. It, and the, well, and this is the other thing too: is <laughs> it, most of these most of these bigger acts they have a guaranteed amount of money that yeah. these venues agree to pay them, and all of that is based on volume. It's based on how many people come through the door, and if you cut that, but it. it, it you know, one tenth or one fifteenth. Like, if if you have a four hundred capacity venue and only twenty five people are allowed in there because everyone needs to stand six feet apart, like you're no not, one's going to make yeah, any money. You're not going to no hit one. that fifteen hundred dollar guarantee. No, well, no one. The artist isn't going to make any money. the The venue's not going to make enough money for the staff. They're not going to sell enough booze to keep the doors open. Like, look, we're and I and I hate to be you know, I hate to be negative about all this, but it's like what the like shit's fucked, dude. Yeah. But whatever. Whatever. It,
0: it's been an interesting uh, 2020 and will continue to be an interesting 2020. I'm
4: just, hey, just, just wanna... going to loop songs about dudes with clits by myself. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: continue to
4: musically
3: masturbate,
4: my friend. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <all> I
3: got <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> just make sure you hydrate. Yeah. But <laughs> the most interesting. Think about people dying. <laughs> like the... Brooks are all about. <laughs> The most interesting thing from 2020 for Brooks, anyway. Oh, well, it's not the most interesting thing from 2020. No? Are you kidding me?
2: There, there's so much going on to be
0: interested in right oh, now. Oh, sure, but lot. you've been waiting, like, you know, how many years since the last uh, Streets of Rage? 25.
1: <laughs>
0: As have I.
1: And I haven't even played the new one yet. Ooh, But so Brooks...
4: when did Streets of Rage 3 come out?
1: Uh... Duh. Yeah.
4: And what console was it on?
0: Uh, it's on the Genesis. 90, uh, it would have to be 94?
4: 93? Um, so they made three of those games on the Genesis. 94. Well done. Yep. There was three of those games on the Genesis? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Like, how different could they be from each other?
1: They weren't that different. <laughs> but you didn't, you didn't need them to be that different. Well, I mean, how, mean how different was the Double Dragon? that kicks some ass?
0: You know, same King. thing with Double Dragon. Same thing with you know. I mean, same you know, thing with a lot of Double Dragons
3: back in the nineties. Like, yeah,
2: sequels were just more, more of, of the play. same. <laughs> with, with like, oh, here's an
0: extra thing you can do, or, uh, or here's a new enemy type, or you know, yesterday's,
1: like, yesterday's sequels were today's DLC. Like, yeah. Yeah, come on, right.
4: oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Like, remember Clay Fighter Two was like pretty much just Clay Fighter. It was, it was, Clay was, was, it was Clay character. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. Yes. <laughs> It's yeah, like, wait, exactly. I, you might have dated yourself. Dude, I'm 39. I uh, I remember oh, dude, I remember when SNES came out, we actually went to the video store and we rented the console before we decided to buy it because it, it was just like we went to Blockbuster and for for 16.99, you could rent an SNES. And I just remember being like
0: ah!
4: And then for Christmas, <laughs> for Christmas we actually got an SNES and it it just it was mind blowing. This shit was 16 bit. Going from eight to 16 was mind blowing. Yeah, like dude. Star Fox. It was pretty red. Star Fox on SNES. We were like, it's so 3D. Oh my god! But when you look it at it look. now, you're just like, you're just like, there's triangles like doing. Yeah, right. And there, really was so much, there was so much lagging. Like, if you're yeah, playing boss, it's like two frames
1: per <laughs> second. Dude. I feel
3: really no, bad. No, no,
4: it's a good game. I was
3: I was two months old when the SNES came
1: out. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was
2: yet to be born. <laughs> I was I walked born this
4: plane briefly. But, but that's the thing too. I mean, like it, I remember when the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park happened. We went and saw Jurassic Park in the theater. Still holds up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah it does happens. absolutely.
0: Exactly.
4: Well, that's and what then, they
0: get for using practical effects too. Like those, those yeah. you know, the dinosaur designs were fucking solid. And there's no you, dated CG
4: to fuck that up. But then you watch like The Mummy Returns or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: hey, no,
3: do not talk ill of Brendan Fraser.
0: I don't think I that he
4: said anything bad about Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about dated. C- I mean, even even the CG in, in Terminator Two. Like at the time, it was like whoa, but it's 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 it hasn't aged as well as the Tyrannosaurus big Tyrannosaurus face well i
3: always point out lord of the rings lord of the rings like if you look at any other movie that came out in 2001 (laughs) lord of the rings is the one that's that or that you utilize cgi and special effects lord of the rings is the only one that fucking still holds up like matrix i think it's the second matrix came out that uh, in 2001 yeah and the
4: second matrix looks like garbage Uh, second matrix was just a really good job of it was. Of combining practical and CGI, I feel like he had a real tasteful mix.
0: Yeah, I mean his exactly. studio that he set up. I mean Weta, you know, like he had been fucking with that stuff for ages. You know, you go back to Brain Dead and you go back to you know uh, Meet the Feebles and uh, the Frighteners yeah. and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, like
2: that, that's a sweaty puppet movie right there,
4: dude. Meet the Feebles. It it, it makes me feel like dirty inside <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. that, that little fly on the wall that's like uh, he's like blackmailing it there, there's mm-hmm. one scene where the fly is like shoveling shit into his mouth and, and it's just like ah, uh, it's, like, it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like I have to go take a shower after I watch this <laughs> I uh, the tables and all he was doing was working out make... those special effects chops so he could do Lord of the Rings didn't they make a like recently, make a kind of puppet movie that had Melissa McCarthy in it. Yes,
0: I can't remember what it was called, and it oh, was uh, the, uh, did horribly. That yeah, was the one that was that.
3: supposed to be that got sued because they they build themselves as like the rated R Muppets or something like that, right? Oh, really? Yeah, and they
4: got sued. People were like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, they're like, "No, fuck you! You can't use Muppets." <laughs> <laughs> the the Muppets. What was it called? I. It's just like, why would a big studio? try to make a worse version of meet the feebles not 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 even that it's the same plot it's just like that idea already happened and it was great oh sorry it was sued by sesame street it's called the happy time murder oh yeah oh, yeah yeah. yeah.
2: Sesame that makes more sense street,
3: it was jim henson the jim henson company okay but they were sued by uh they were sued by uh sesame street because they they said that they were the rated r like something about like uh the rated R
4: sesame assessi- assessi- street. Oh, okay. You know what was great that involved puppets is Wonder Shows and Wonder Shows yeah. was
0: great. Uh, also, yeah. great was Greg the Bunny.
2: I've never seen that. Uh, it's been a long time for me. Greg um, the Bunny
0: with uh, Seth Green and Eugene Levy. Who?
4: Uh, was that? Was that like a uh, like primetime television? It was on like AMC or Bravo, I think. Oh. Okay.
0: I very vaguely remember. It was, it was fucking cable. hilarious, man. It
4: was That's great. They had, they
0: had the, the count who had to uh, end everything with bleh. And <laughs> there was uh, an episode where they are trying to, like, update the image. And so the count has to, like, do hip-hop rap. And uh, so he's uh, reading the script <laughs> and he's reading the word I-I-I as I get bleh. And he can't <laughs> stop saying blah, so, yeah. And then he gets frustrated and just says blah a bunch of times. It's just, if you <laughs> can, I don't know if it's available for streaming anywhere, but if you can oh track it down, God. Greg the Bunny is fucking great. And, and the
4: Wumpus. It's hey, everyone awesome. is saying that Ozark is really good. Is it good? I watched part I'd of the, first, the season. first season.
3: It's really good. Yeah, I haven't continued, but I'm going to go back.
2: I think it, I saw a little bit of it. It was it was good from what I saw. Yeah. Is
4: the plot line just like Jason Bateman is Walter White? Is that kind of like uh, kind? Uh, but th- it's obviously inspired by
3: Breaking Bad, but it's a different different storyline.
0: Yeah. But it holds
4: up. It's like worthy of my time, my precious time that I have so little of. <laughs>
0: I, I uh, have enjoyed what I've seen in the first season. And I've heard great things about it. Uh, from what I've gathered, it's family man doing illegal things to uh, support family. But family is also kind of in on the illegal things. Um, Where has that happened before? What yeah. TV show has
4: done something like that?
0: Family Matters.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all, of the, I'll I'll the all
2: of the zoning laws that Urkel broke doing his dumb experiments.
0: We're all in on
2: it. The Winslows are criminals. Yeah, Urkel
4: was very uh, careless. So um, <laughs> in Probably, uh, Urkel was problematic.
0: On on the topic, Urkel was also the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um on the oh. topic of um uh news and uh such we're getting uh reports that um the uh new consoles that are due out in november so the xbox series x and the playstation 5 uh the hardware will not be delayed uh they are not seeing any delays in production or anything like that as a result of all this however the games will So we're going to release a console with
1: no games to play. (laughs) Yeah, like launch is going to be super
0: (laughs) sketchy for the big two unless they decide that, like, okay, we just aren't going to have enough, you know, launch to support this. So it would make more sense to push this off uh, until 2021. It's got
3: to be pushed off if they don't have any games that are ready for it. But they could also make pattern
0: all over again. They could also make the case for the backwards compatibility of the two systems.
3: Yeah, but are they gonna? No one's gonna buy those the systems if there's no new games. Like the new games is the game is the system seller. It's not the system itself,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, there's
3: no way that this is gonna. They're gonna make enough money to justify putting it out.
0: Right? If they if they move forward uh, with launching in November, uh, I predict that it will be the weakest new console launch that we've ever seen.
3: Which is going to help Nintendo win the next generation of consoles. Nintendo's
0: just surging, dude. Like, (laughs) fucking no one can find a Switch anywhere because the Switch is apparently the quarantine system of choice as well as as Animal Crossing.
4: When, uh, you know, when we went into lockdown, I remember my girlfriend was like, I I should buy a Switch. And she's like, there are no Switches. Yeah. There you go. go. Um,
0: In other news... um, Universal announced that uh, Trolls World Tour, the uh, Trolls movie sequel, uh, has come
3: to you from topless robot first (laughs) done
0: almost as well as the first Trolls movie Uh, it it did in the theater in its first three weeks. So they they had to do a digital only release um, because everyone, you know, all the movie theaters are closed down. And they saw um, like I think it was something like 106 million in their first three weeks versus 112 million in the first three weeks of uh, the first Trolls movie. And I just
3: want to really quick point out, I huh. didn't know that there was a first Trolls movie. Oh yeah, I attention to movie re- uh, re- uh, releases and whatnot. I did not know that the first Trolls movie existed. If they, if if it did not, if it did. <laughs> If if it is being outperformed by the current Trolls movie, it's because of advertising more than the fact that
0: uh, I don't know. Could it be yeah. that you oh, just weren't shit. the target demographic, so you didn't hear about it? Because I, I, I knew Disney about movie. it a you long know Tyler, time ago. Of course,
4: he's the uh, yeah. he is the target demographic. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Your Facebook I was think, targeting him.
3: I've uh-huh. seen so many trailers for the new Trolls movie. I did. I may. I don't remember seeing a single. I
0: super remember a very, very vivid. I mean, like Zac Efron's in it, like it's it's got a whole bunch of big names in it and shit. Um, But and I mean, for your argument to be the case, it would have had to have pulled probably less than one hundred and twelve million in its first three weeks, because that's not bad for a movie of its caliber and what it's targeting. That's really not a bad three weeks. Uh, Maybe I just don't give a
3: shit about trolls, so my brain just... Yeah, exactly.
0: So um, Universal says that uh, maybe this is the way that they would like to move forward uh, with uh, movies like this. Uh, do either a simultaneous release in in theaters and and streaming, and uh, not have it you know hit theaters for the requisite. And basically, what we've all kind of expected that things were going to move towards for years now. And Universal yep. saying we're seeing these numbers, it it would be. Totally worthwhile for us to just do a co release. Uh, to which AMC Theaters, in their infinite wisdom, oh. <laughs> said, We are not going to screen any NBC Universal movies at all anymore. No. <laughs> now, <laughs> I We're don't know here, but I feel like <laughs> AMC is not holding any of the cards here. AMC doesn't have the weight to be like, look, we're not going to play any of your fucking movies if you're just going to go digital. Fucking fine, fine. If just, just, fun, we're not going to do it. You know what? I'd I don't rather go Universal to Alamo Draft House anyway, you know? Yeah,
1: where's, where's your fucking bargaining power if none of your theaters can be open? Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: But I mean, beyond that, like they don't do cool events like Alamo does. They don't have a uh, good strict policy like uh, uh, Alamo uh, uh, does They They can't they don't they're old and they're not aging well. They're not growing into this new era of digital distribution and, you know, uh, media and, and movies with the rest of us. And it it just, they're going to die
4: because of it. Unfortunately. I feel like it'd be the same thing if, like, if, you know, record stores were like, we're not going to carry Warner Brothers records anymore. It's like, uh... Yeah, right. We're not going to carry Warner Brothers I mean,
0: records anymore because you're also releasing on iTunes and Spotify and you're on all these other digital services that don't require people to walk into my store.
4: But in order to keep your store open, you're going to have to play ball. Uh, yeah. I, I, but yeah, the whole COVID thing isn't really, yeah, it's stupid. AMC's dumb. They're going to yeah. regret that probably. I yeah, mean, and, you and know, I, what you I don't have that,
0: to do is grow with the times and do, like, Alamo has special events, you know, and uh, special screening events. Bring in, they bring in guests for Q&As. They do these really cool, unique events. Everyone could I learn a lot from Alamo.
3: I want to point out, too, that Harkins does the same thing or Harkins has started doing similar things. Good. Yeah. Harkins is
2: trying to adapt for sure.
3: They've been doing movie parties. They've got a bar in the fucking.
2: Evolve the model, man.
3: And they're paying. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool.
2: And and I don't think that, um, you know, companies like universal don't want people to not go to theaters to see their stuff. It's just, they'll make more money doing it this way. And, you know, nobody wants, wants the movie theaters to close because, uh, it's, it's an experience going to the movies. It's not right. just, you know, I, I can't, uh, I have to put on pants to go see a new movie sometimes, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, in the case, uh, like on, on the side of Universal, f- it, it, maybe they just released these you know, movies that are more targeted towards kids digitally as well. I am so on board for that. Fucking, Keep your fucking kids out of the movie
4: exactly. theater. Yeah, Keep let the, like kids
2: the movie house more
0: adult.
4: And that's fine. Yeah, we should go fine. back to Pee Wee era adult movie house. <laughs> 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 well, I wanted to interject real quick. I, I used to work for these dudes that owned a recording studio, and uh, they would turn clients away that wanted to record hip hop. Jeez. And it's it's like okay, so you're only gonna record guitar based rock music, like, and lo and behold, the the business. I don't even, I don't even know if I'm gonna get my 1099 from 2019 from that job because the like I'm pretty much assuming that they fucking went bankrupt after the whole COVID thing and they had to close because there was a buyout. I mean, I, I could go into the specifics of it, but I just thought that meant that old mentality. Just being like, well, I don't want to record no hip-hop. It's like, well, that's the most popular genre of music right now. Why would you not? Why would you say no to money?
0: Yeah. You know? Well, and so I I could understand it if they were producing as well. Like, if they're the producers uh, or or recording engineer and they just don't know how to work with hip-hop, totally get it. Absolutely
4: understand. But it was a, a lack of them even wanting to try uh, it was, uh, it was just holding on to the old guard. Like, uh, like, uh, I bought all this gear so I could record guitars, like a very, a very dated boomer mentality. So, okay, I don't boomer. know. No, for uh, real. I, uh, but uh, I, I think we all need to adapt to, you know, to the digital world because if we don't, we're going to like any of us who are holding on to, I mean, that's why I'm streaming shit now. Like I, I always like, I'm like, why would I ever stream a concert? And then COVID happened. It's like, "Oh, if I want to fucking make money playing music, this is the only thing. I have to learn how to stream well and monetize that shit. I like you you have to survive yeah. somehow." And I don't know. I don't want to be left in the dust of some sort of digital re- revolution. Like you can just sit around and complain that that things aren't the way they used to be or you can adapt. And yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, on that uh, topic, um, a few weeks ago, we had uh, Kevin Gibson from uh, Tubbring uh, on as a guest. Yeah. And uh, it was right before uh, Tubring started doing uh, they started doing a series. He and Rob started doing a, a series of live streams uh, where each night they were uh, talking about memories of a different recording a different Tubring album. So starting, you know, from the beginning all the way up to uh, the. That's exactly what I'm doing, (laughs) and I was going to say. So, uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, dude. Uh, they didn't play any though. Like they, they talked about the experience and whatnot. Okay. And I was going to uh, mention, uh, that you did, uh, the same thing. You, you started going through that downtown Brown catalog starting from the beginning, but you were playing and going through footage, uh, live footage from the era of you guys, you know, playing those, those tunes and like going back way back on, on some yeah, of that stuff. It's,
4: um, I'm on I tomorrow I do album number four and essentially it's me telling stories about how the songs came to be and then looking at footage, yeah, like you said, and then playing some of the songs live and then I, I actually play along to the footage of some of the songs. So I'm trying just I'm trying to make the format not be boring. So it's like I'll go from an anecdote to playing a song kind of acoustic and then I'll play along with the band and then I'll show some stupid videos. You know, so I'm trying just to, like, keep it fresh. But also, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So it's all like this. there's this... You're watching this learning curve in real time of, of <laughs> some guy for that for 20 years all he did is drive around in a van, and now he's trying to figure out how to fucking... You know, he's trying to figure out bit rate and <laughs> compression and and audio routing. It's all this stuff I, I had no idea about three weeks ago, and I just had to watch 10 million YouTube tutorials, and I still am not great at it, so but whatever
0: but in uh, figuring that out and, and starting to do <laughs> that stuff
4: <laughs> Almost um,
0: have you been enjoying yourself uh, doing that uh, do I mean obviously it, it could never be a replacement for that like being up on a stage in front of a live audience but is it kind of scratching that itch for you at all or
4: the most enjoyable thing about it is is when people tell you how what you did affected their life in a positive way and also, there is a performance aspect to it. Like I get sweaty and I'm screaming and I'm yelling and I'm hooting and hollering. And, and in real time, I'm seeing people sort of react to it. It's a different beast, but it is, you know, it's it's as enjoyable as it can be for the circumstance. You know, like there's, it's the closest thing I'm going to get to performing, you know. For and, a while anyway. Yeah, because... I'm not I don't want to be on that bandwagon of let, let's get back to regular life ASAP. I'm just like let's get back to regular life when they figure out a what the fuck is going on, how to combat it and like I like if I don't want to go visit my mom until I know I can like hug her and not potentially kill her. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so you know th- we got to adapt, you know, if, if I owned a recording studio, I would record hip hop music just because I know I can make a bunch of money out of it. And if, you know, even if I was like some old head and I was like, where's the guitars? Fuck it, man. <laughs> you know, money is money. You need money to survive. Yep.
0: Yeah. Fully agree. Um, what else? Sorry has been... for going off. guys. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, dude. I'm just what, like, what else has been going on this week? Um, uh, I was made aware of some terrible
2: Last of Us Two stuff, oh. like this week. As far as uh, like some, and I, granted, this might be a little older, I guess, but um, somebody leaked a bunch of shit about uh, about the plot and a bunch of spoilers and shit like that, and poorly written characters. Basically, it looks like The Last of Us Two is kind of going to be a flop.
4: Ooh, what is what is it? Is it video? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, okay. What's the What's the Cliff's nodes version? Well,
0: yeah. What's, why
3: do you think it's going to be a flop? I didn't heard anything.
4: I can't say it without. We're
0: yeah, yeah, spoilers. Yeah. So, we we don't, don't want to especially for a game that's not even out yet. We don't want to yeah. uh talk about spoilers. Dumbledore dies. But oh, no. Uh,
4: <laughs> this is uh, game. The, the
0: gist of Last of Us is that
3: It's like all over again!
0: Last of Us is a not zombie zombie game uh where they uh the zombies Dumbledore are actually oh fungus. Yeah. They're, you know, it's the cordyceps, uh, fungus, uh, that, uh, this, so they, they kind of like how, uh, the movie wreck uses, uh, rabies as a way to explain zombies. Um, the last of us uses the cordyceps, uh, mind control fungus as a, uh, way to explain zombies in this universe. So they have like fucking gnarly ass, you know, fungi growing out of their heads and shit. It's pretty rad. It's,
3: it's, like, a yeah, it's like a he started doing a whole bunch of crack.
0: And
1: also, like, <laughs> the reason the reason why bad writing would be a huge problem here is because the game touts itself as being, like, very story-driven. So yeah. for someone to leak that the character writing is bad and the plot's bad means, like, the big sell for this game sucks. Yeah.
3: I'm going to wait and see if that's actually the case. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Little, yeah, if,
2: if you, you don't want to, to spoil judge, the judge, don't
3: read it. Well, I feel like it's it's a little hard to judge based on like what, we don't hundred percent know that. That's oh a, yeah,
1: no that real leak. You know, that's it's all purely like speculative, and I always also would say that. Yeah, wait until the actual product comes out before you really make those judgments. Oh, yeah. But uh, depending on how credible that source is, it could be an ill omen for the future of that game.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, which is unfortunate. There's a a bunch of drama about the leak because there was like maybe it was a disgruntled Naughty Dog employee, and then they confirmed that it was not. It was just someone, and I guess Sony has looked into it and taking care of it.
0: So, <laughs> so Naughty Dog I is notorious for their crunch culture. Like they are real bad to their employees. Mm-hmm.
4: Go ahead, Nebo. I got a question about the Sonic movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. We've all
3: seen that. We can help.
4: We're at someone. Someone told me that the whole snafu with the bad design and the internet exploded. Someone told me that was all planned. It very well that? could
0: have been um, no confirmation on that. Though. But yeah, there is yeah. no confirmation,
4: but yeah, I, like, they like, like they put out a really bad design on purpose just to get everyone talking about it. That judging, wouldn't surprise me
0: judging by their, um, their scene planning comps, like uh, the behind the scenes stuff, the uh, uh, they have uh, deleted scenes that are like only kind of half animated. And in those those comps it's it's a blocky ass version of the original design so i think that they fully intended to go forward with that original design
4: you sure they didn't just put that in there like the moon landing (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> can trick
4: us all. Stanley, Stanley Kubrick came back
2: from the grave to shoot yeah. the Sonic movie.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pull a fast one on these.
3: Motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, similar the first one on the moon.
0: Similar to the about, cat's think butthole think about, cut. I want an original Sonic cut.
4: But you, but that would be genius marketing. They're oh, like, oh yeah, right, absolutely. I got this, like like they're the board and They're like, okay, we're gonna put out like an the the design for what Sonic is going to look like, let's just make it really terrible and everyone will freak the fuck out. And then when we actually like put it out, they'll praise us for, for changing it. You know, See, you know like,
1: the, the one thing I always hold on to whenever it comes to something like that is if we had some evidence of like video game adaptions being historically successful, like successful in movies, cool, but they usually suck. So like that movie design, the old one follows the pattern of video game movies being awful. So yeah. I I believed that that was definitely their original intention. Like the backlash yeah. made them change
4: it, except for Mario Brothers with Dennis Hopper. Oh man. God. Yeah. Oh, Mm, I, is yeah. that even good? I haven't seen it in 30 years. No, it's terrible. No, it's not. It's really bad. <laughs> I thought it was pretty terrible. And everyone it's was. Drunk legendary, it. It's
0: legendarily bad. Uh, in yeah. fact, People the, the story behind that movie, like, it, the it, there are YouTube videos that have been done about like interviews and, uh, and uh, the story uh, behind that movie uh, being made. And it was cursed from the get go. Like, it was yes. real bad, and everyone was drunk throughout the entire filming of it. Um, and everyone knew
3: it was gonna be terrible.
0: <laughs> the, uh, so an interesting point uh, with the Sonic movie though is that original design looked notoriously like the child in the Sonic suit uh, meme that has been around for fucking ever. And in the movie, they acknowledge the existence of the Sonic meme, the poorly cart- uh, crayon-drawn Sanic, so maybe it was intentional
1: because but like, I just hear
4: things. I don't off, know man. what's valid.
0: There's no way of
1: knowing and I, uh, in my perpetual cynicism, choose not to give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I, I, I do not <laughs> no. believe they were that clever.
3: Fair not only, not, yeah, only, do not, believe, not <laughs> only do I not believe that they're not that clear, but the amount of risk that goes into movie-making like, if you put out something the original like that, and it just like how much money it costs to go into design and programming everything and r- drawing everything that's going to be programmed into a CGI, that, that's so much money. There's no way that they were like, let's do a marketing gimmick based on and waste all of this money on the potential we'll get a little bit of extra buzz. Like, there's yeah, just,
4: that's a good it point. I, I still want to believe. <laughs> okay, Fox Mulder.
3: <laughs> the truth is out there.
0: <laughs> He's going to, y- you're going to get a tank top printed
1: that has the old design with just the text. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> <laughs> that should be
0: the next Downton Brown.
4: <laughs> this uh, is my other question Was Is it worth watching the Sonic movie? Yes. I I absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Get drunk first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't need an edible. I don't really drink. So, okay. okay. Either way. Yeah. Four out of four (laughs) topless robots uh, agree. (laughs) Um, I'm like a half agree. I got
1: got very drunk at the movie theater in preparation to see that because (laughs) I knew that if I was sober, I would have hated it.
0: I thoroughly enjoyed it. 3.5
4: 3.5 out of 4 drunken topless robots. <laughs> so, so Jim Carrey is Robotnik, huh? Yeah, and it's perfection. It, it, he's good. he's oh,
0: yeah. the best part of the movie.
3: It's, every
0: okay. time he's on screen,
2: it's Absolutely. So brilliant. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's like classic 90s Jim Carrey revamp. Oh,
4: yeah, it's nice. Right. I love 90s Jim Carrey. Uh, other question: Have you guys seen The Lighthouse? Yes. Yeah. I have not yet. Is that gonna I, if I'm already having a bad day? Is that gonna make it worse? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll abstain from that tonight. It's a <laughs> it's a fucking I, uh, weird one. I'm kind of angry today. <laughs> I, I, I,
2: rec- I recommend watching that movie with like a cup of coffee, <laughs> and the <laughs> subtitles on, uh, and and trying to. Well, I also had a weird experience going to see the movie myself, but. Um, it, I wasn't expecting to see some of the things that I did, and uh, uh, particularly a, a certain actor who's playing Batman doing something uh, to enjoy his own company. So, <laughs> <laughs> bring,
1: bring your coffee, bring your cigarettes, bring your existential dread. You'll have a good
0: time.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that because that was on the list that that summer we ended up seeing *Parasite* and oh, *Parasite* Midsummer. was fucking great.
0: Oh, and I midsummer, did. yeah.
4: Midsummer was like good. midsummer uh, on a big, giant screen was visually jarring. It was t- to the point where when I was walking out of the movie theater, I had like vertigo, kind of. I was, I felt like dizzy, and I had to like a- reacclimate to my surroundings. It was, I was just like, because it's so brightly shot, and then there's all uh, if. I don't know if you see that movie on a big screen midsummer. There's all types because they're always uh, drinking some sort of hallucinogenic substance. Oh throughout the yeah, whole movie. yeah. So the way it's shot, there's everything's melting and kind of trippy, like if you're on you know mushrooms or psilocybin or whatever, and it it that movie. Whew, <laughs> yeah, it was, walking it, out of that movie in the big, th- th- like my girlfriend looked at me. She's like, "What? What the fuck did we just watch?" And I'm just like, oh, "I don't know."
0: I fucking <laughs> I, I loved that movie. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I know it that it's kind of. Um, I I've been surprised at the mixed reception that it's received. um Because I thought I, it was I really well done. enjoyed it.
4: I I don't think uh, that her- it's a horror theory movie theory as well. it's I feel like th- that director. What's that director's Ari... name?
0: Isn't it what the fuck e. is his name? Ari e.
4: something, yeah. REM, REM, Arias <laughs> <R>. e. Speedwagon directed that. Arias Speedwagon. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like his movies e. are Ari e. Aster. Ari Aster. His movies are like psychological slow burns. They're sure. They're, so the thing that killed Hereditary
0: for me was learning that uh, the I haven't seen it. I'm not not giving anything away. I'll just say that he meant the entire movie to be taken at face value. There is no subtext. There is no, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's nothing to think your way through. Uh, he intended it to be taken 100% at face value. There's no interpretation to be had, which bothers me because there were a lot of things that could be taken as hints, um, to a much more interesting outcome uh, in the process of Hereditary. Uh, Midsummer, on the other M- hand, is pitched as a horror, but comes across more as a dramatic thriller to me.
2: I, I feel like Midsummer fits a lot of the folk horror tropes of like the Wicker Man and stuff like that. Sure. But I, I will also agree with you that it is, I, I wouldn't, it's. I wouldn't just have it as horror. I would add a bunch of shit with hyphens before I would. Eat it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Question: Would I get my ass scared off by it?
0: Yes. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a very low bar, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He's scared of birds.
2: Shut
3: up! They're bats.
0: <laughs>
2: well, he. We all know that birds He's aren't scared weird, of so. angry birds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. The Angry Birds drink name, piss in the that's Angry that's Birds like your movie. That's
3: what weird name yeah. for bats is. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fucking bat. It was a bird. I'm holding on to that till the end of my days. It was a bat.
0: You know what's weird?
2: Like I I, I used to not watch TV, but I watch a lot of TV now. Like TV shows. Like I, I'm a big sure. movie guy. Yes. Um. But uh, I'm running out of things to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if you want... Like, like, new things to watch? Like, brand new stuff? Like, I'm tapped. If you want to watch a
3: show that lasts forever, watch Supernatural. <laughs> oh,
2: no thanks. <laughs> I'll pass, I'll pass.
3: I started watching it again.
0: I'll uh, leave that uh, to Jasmine. Jasmine. You know Jasmine can watch Supernatural reruns all the fuck she uh, wants. Uh, you know, uh, th- that's that's fine. It's Supernatural is... Uh, is uh, hmm. What's interesting is... Uh, You guys remember that there was the um, Constantine series, uh, the Mm short-lived Constantine series with the amazing Matt Ryan. Apparently, more than one episode has the exact same plot as a Supernatural episode.
3: Yeah, Supernatural Hmm. came first.
0: Yeah, Supernatural came first. But Constantine, more than one episode of Constantine, has a mirror plot. To a yeah. supernatural episode.
4: Yep. Was that Marvel or or DC? Uh, it's Vertigo. Okay, which so is DC. DC's?
0: Yeah, DC one of DC's branches.
4: Was, it, was is it part of the Sandman universe?
2: I do yeah. not know. He's probably had a team up with Batman at some point, though.
0: <laughs> no, Actually, uh, I, think, he is, I think there's he, a
3: movie there's a movie where so, he shows up with the entire justice league he, well oh, yeah he's,
0: he's part of justice league dark mm-hmm.
3: yeah because he shows up there's with him and yeah. swamp Thing.
4: more like justice league dork am i right yeah <laughs> so who is Constantine isn't he like a fallen angel or something like no
0: that? Uh, he is a dude who's trying to win his way back uh, into heaven for uh, things that he has done in the past and he's trying to uh, find retribution in himself you know to, to basically be allowed into heaven when he dies uh, uh. but it largely he's an exorcist uh, who he know, is a witch yeah is it good? I loved the series. No, have you it's never it's seen? Have you ever seen the movie with uh, with Keanu Reeves? I've
4: seen the DVD cover. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> Still counts. The movie. Okay, so it's all ba- it's all based off the same character. Yes,
0: uh, the, and the movie are, and the TV series. Right, but there are different generations of John Constantine, um, and uh, so. It's, you know, the stuff that the Keanu film is pulling from is different than the stuff that the Matt Ryan stuff is pulling from. Uh, And the Matt Ryan is uh, uh, the TV series stuff is more in line with the Constantine that most uh, comic fans are familiar with. As Ah. fun as
4: the movie was.
0: This the Matt Ryan stuff is like he is a drastically better casting.
4: Do you guys have, have any updates on the, on the new Spawn stuff that's supposed to be coming out? Do you know anything about that? I haven't I, heard anything about it in a
0: while, it's been a bit, but I oh, will wow. say I did back the new Spawn Kickstarter. Uh, there's uh, Bown. so Seth Mc uh, or um, Todd, Todd McFarlane, Uh, did a Kickstarter where they're, they're releasing (laughs) new variations or uh, it's a reissue of the very first spawn figure with the very first spawn comic with more Mm -hmm. articulation and more detail in the figure. And there are three variations of it and, and stuff. So I uh, kickstarted that uh, and I'm, I'm really excited for that.
4: How old Uh, were you guys when, the first McFarlane toys came out. Do you remember that? Seventh grade. Uh, I remember. Uh, and
3: that's when the movie came out.
2: And I, I think maybe the fourth or fifth.
3: I was grade.
2: <laughs> no, no, that, no, shit that was mind blowing. Because I
4: used to, I, I used to be a big action figure guy. Dude, those figures are fucking Russell. gorgeous. When I was a little kid, it was all about He-Man and and uh, you know Transformers, and then we had like crash test dummies. And oh, I remember G.I. crash and... test
0: dummies. I used to attach yeah, fire fireworks the to the crash days, test dummies figures.
4: That was fun, but when when the McFarlane toys came out, I'm just like, I'm like, how can this be an, an they action figure?
0: Stepped up the game in detail and and mm-hmm. it became a new standard that other companies then strive for. Uh, McFarlane has been, you know. Uh, hugely influential in uh, the collector figure uh, game I- entirely. And now, but they were never huge on articulation. Now, like collector, you know, action figures have stepped stepped up in articulation and in detail. So you've got a lot of these okay. companies out of Japan and stuff that are doing like butterfly joints on the shoulders and doing three you know point articulation on the knees and doing toe articulation huh. and stuff like that, that make them really poseable and still very stable when, when standing.
4: So. Yeah, Cause the McFarland toys, at least the first round of them, I feel like. They had little to no articulation oh, yeah. but great de- but great detail and that's yeah, how they always
0: were. I mean even on yeah. through like the Clive Barker series stuff that they were doing and and all that, articulation wasn't their their focus. The detail was fucking phenomenal though. And now brain. with this new Kickstarter that they're doing, they're bringing all that articulation to their classic very first spawn figure. So they're going to have the detail and the articulation. I'm really excited for it. That
2: looks the, sick. The first the first one, one of their, their, like, what I noticed as, like, a kid in the store, uh, the first, like, McFarlane figure that I really took a good look at was the Metal Gear Solid stuff they did. Um, and I was super impressed by that. I wish they would do some kind of, like, re-release of those just because I don't want to pay $100 for
4: one that's been beat to hell.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know,
4: they love I guess. So they're that so. much of a collector's item. The Metal Gear ones.
2: Hmm.
4: I would Metal say Metal Gear health stuff even, is always expensive for some reason.
0: And I mean, I feel like all of the old McFarlane stuff is is pretty uh, high on the collectability scale. Like mm-hmm. they were also one of the first American companies that I can think of that were producing uh, anime figures. So they were mm-hmm. they did Vash uh, the Stampede. They did uh, Trigun figures. They did. Um,
2: they also did, did some Akira too. stuff too, right? Yeah. Uh Yeah, uh, I, I occasionally see uh see some like some of the Akira stuff floating around in the record shop, but it's always too expensive, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I bought, you know, some Trigun figures uh back when they first came out, and they were just gorgeous detail and it was cool because I was super into Trigun at the time, and you know, there was there wasn't a lot there most of the mainstream American figure companies were not focusing on detail they were not focusing uh, certainly not focusing on any you know media from japan so it was cool to and when these things were coming out i was working at suncoast video where we were carrying these figures so i you know i'd get to see them come in that's the only that's the only
2: reason i went into suncoast when i was a kid i was just like i want to go look at the at the the grown-up action figures as, (laughs) as as i call
4: them. I love like, Suncoast in the mall, man. Yep. I used to go in there and get. I used to get a uh, Richard Roundtree VHS tapes because <laughs> they had whole, they had the whole black exploitation from the seventies collection there. Yeah, where they they just had all the you know these classic movies, a lot of nerdy shit in Suncoast. It was one of my
0: uh, favorite jobs, um, and it was. Like now that I think about it, probably the only real national chain that um, had a lot of the shit that it carried. You know, nowadays you can find it locally, like out here we've got Zia, uh, which has a lot of the same kind of nerdery focus uh, along with, you know, music and and all that sort of thing. Um, But that wasn't a common thing. Like
4: Suncoast had it and that was it, you know. They had a lot of uh, the early Mystery Science Theater VHSs there too.
0: Yep,
2: I will. I will never have a complete collection because all Mystery Science Theater physical media is like super expensive for some reason.
0: Really? Really?
2: Yeah. Like 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 getting a hold of of like you can get a lot of the old like the DVDs like uh, the DVDs will have like uh, like a handful of episodes, um, but to get like a whole set. yeah, but but to get the whole to get a whole set though, because like uh, I've seen some of those uh, DVDs be fairly expensive. So <laughs>
4: what about the VHS? Because I literally have sets of those in my mom's house in Michigan. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I I have been <laughs> thinking about the resale VR? value on some
0: Dude, VHS tapes. Dude, I got an tapes. eBay account.
4: I got, I got I got a gold star, man. <laughs> got to get rid of them VHS. <laughs> I got pod people. <laughs> Hey, this is the,
3: we're in the quarantine. Getting rid of old VHSs is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, all right.
4: <laughs> oh, I've been yeah, I've been eban. I got myself a new camera. I, so.
3: By the way, totally random. Actually, yeah. kind of a callback to earlier. I looked up news on the new Spawn movie. It is in limbo, and there's not any
4: more news. Uh, <laughs> Other than has not. What about the uh, the animated series? That. Well, was that good i didn't the
0: see animated it. series was fucking great it was an hbo series uh in so fact it was like r-rated yes oh um, yeah it's great nebo um i dropped the broadcast tv portion of my hulu uh so you should have access to my hulu account again uh and that has hbo which has the full spawn series on it dude
4: if you I, you need to resend me the, yeah, uh, the yeah. credentials.
0: So I, I fucking, last time I was out in California in January, I gave Nebo my my Hulu account information. And then shortly after, so I could watch the Oscars, I added live TV to it. Apparently adding live TV to it, uh, it boots you if you're not watching from the zip code that you registered from.
4: It's the state. I don't think it's the zip code. I think it's the state. Oh, really? It, Cause the prompt it gave me, I think I screenshotted it to you. It said, "It said you were in the wrong state." Huh.
3: <laughs> that makes sense. It's probably because Hulu offers a lot of live sports, and like the the live service offers a lot of live sports, so they have to be really careful about who's watching from where.
0: Yeah, because well, they sport,
3: sports sports uh, media has a uh, local specific deals on. Oh,
2: yeah. Speaking you- of sports media. Uh- uh, my co-workers like to leave on ESPN sometimes at, at work, and it's just funny hearing the shit they're trying to talk about just to stay on the air.
3: It's so, good. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so good. It's so
2: bad. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to sit here in this chair and field my opinions about specific players
4: for about <laughs> 40 minutes until someone comes to rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> no one's it's the five, most... Oh alarming thing that happened when right before the pandemic really hit and they shut everything when down people, as i was on when, tour yeah when and they, they can the nba shutting down
0: uh seasons that was intense i was like this i
4: was like i started getting panicky
0: yeah I, I did you end up you like, were out with guttermouth uh at that time uh did you have to kill any of those gigs or
4: this one really we had we had five tour dates booked and we played four of them The fifth one was singing the national anthem at the NBA game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that was the money one too. That was what what they call the anchor date, and we had to no. That would have been yeah, Mark from uh, Gutter Mouth singing the national anthem
0: (laughs) right before he kicks a woman off the pitcher's mound.
4: (laughs) You know, he's been. He's actually a really sweet guy. I'm, that was a really cool experience. I
0: know that he's he's actually a good dude, but he's one of th- at least three, four punk front men that I can think of who, uh, within so many years, got called out for uh, violence against a woman, specifically during a show.
4: Well, let's just put it this way. When we were on tour... There, there, was. There was and I think consensual... his his shit
0: was at the Hody in in fucking uh, Fort Collins too.
4: Oh, wasn't Joe talking about that Mohawk Joe? Maybe. Yeah, I, I think he uh, posted footage of it because he used to live in Fort Collins. I
0: had I had been at the Hody. One of the one of the bartenders uh, at the Hodi. Uh, uh, came up with uh, what became my favorite shot that i everyone hates when i make them do it with me what's in it it's uh half whiskey half peach schnapps and a healthy dose of tabasco
4: i think the i think, the, the, sh- tabasco I think the, the schnapps, schnapps yeah. would offset the harshness of the whiskey i think yeah i, I love it man that.
0: i fucking love it but when I ask someone, I tell someone, you know, how to make it and, and what to put in. And they're like, what the fuck are you asking
4: of me? I saw some weird thing on the on the internet recently that, that people are mixing beer with milk. No. Did you see, did, yeah, did, did you see that floating around? No. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, who makes this beer with milk? So, yeah, to, to me, peach schnapps, whiskey, and a little bit of Tabasco, I would drink the hell out of that it's, if I too drinking Charlie
3: from Always Sunny. Like, it's, it's,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got milk steak, but now we're going to do milk beer. <laughs> <laughs> milk beer. <laughs> I mean, right. this is milk
0: steak. So we have uh, gotten to the end of the podcast. Uh, Nebo, at the end of the podcast, I tend to, uh, we usually go to uh, the subreddit Reddit and uh, uh, pick out a question for all of us to answer. And I think that's something, it's super simple, uh, is sometimes uh, we get some that are like, okay, uh, th- how can I come up with uh, the best joke for this? And uh, sometimes it's a little bit more uh, introspective. And sometimes it's just straight up. Uh, uh a normal fucking question like uh this one here i felt like uh was a, a good one right now uh how do you find new music uh me specifically I'll, I'll, we'll take turns answering you can start if you uh, uh have uh something in mind
4: um my friend john from canada <laughs> or, or or Anthony Vantano.
0: Yeah, dude, he fucking turned me on to uh, to uh, Mono Neon.
4: Yeah, he turned me on a hundred Gex, and it's uh, been a fun ride. So I, uh, yeah, it's it's always either a friend or or someone talking about music online. Pretty simple answer. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to catch you. Oh, up. you know, I don't know. I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> it's pretty simple with me. Uh, commercials. Trailers,
2: sometimes movie soundtracks will get me into like an artist if they feature like a song from someone I haven't heard of. Oh sure, I have a, I have a very long and tragic backstory that about my getting into music, so I'm just not going to go to that right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, my, uh, well, these guys and my roommate Zeke, yeah. pretty much like, uh, oh, I can't believe you have heard this. Here we go, and it's just like, oh, okay, well.
3: So, yeah, my favorite thing i I actually like the Spotify discovery. Like, it's, you can get some interesting random shit on there a lot of the times. But my biggest one is just, I love just hanging out with people and doing the, okay, I'll play a song, you play a song, we yeah. play a song. And
4: kind of go around in a
3: circle and just, hey, here's, yeah. here's a song. It's so much fun. It's a great way to spend a night. You just kick back a f- few beers or Some scotch or whatever, and you just listen to random music that everyone wants to play.
0: As soon as we're all able to be in in the same room again, I need to have another one of those parties. I've had a couple of those parties with uh, Dan and Zeke and Brooks, but no Tyler, I don't think yet. Except maybe maybe you were on the first one. We, I know that I haven't had all three of
2: you guys in my in my house at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Combination two.
3: It's okay, Ryan. We all know that you don't like me. <laughs> Make it happen.
2: Who is that that keeps talking? Uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Just looks Why like a bundle of pixels time? to me right now. How about you, Dan?
1: Uh, aside from like the expected thing of the trusted opinions of people who know my taste, um, I like going on deep dives. So, like, any any sort of program that allows you to listen to something that's related to the last thing you listen to and i just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and i always find myself somewhere completely unrelated to where i started and i try and like find the most like cursed band i can <laughs> listen to like that's that's where it ends like when i get to a point where something is just so fucking weird or terrible that i finally like snap out of it and go man this sucks that's mm-hmm. the end of my. That's the end of my deep dive. You know, I so, uh, I do it on Spotify or YouTube, but anything that'll go like you just watch this. Next we're doing this, and you just keep sure. letting it run until you can't go anymore.
3: I don't know I the internet's actually just frying the same song <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I I like to do that with Bandcamp.
2: I'll go Bandcamp surfing sometimes. Yep. Uh, and uh, you find some weird fucking
0: places, that's for sure. And you find yeah, some incredible It's, it's incredible the same shit. concept,
1: dude. That that's, a, that's, a, that's a deep dive.
0: But it's the same kind of thing. Um, so I found uh, one of, and Nebel agree with me, one of the best bands to ever exist. Uh, randomly uh, through Last FM, back when Last FM was, was more you know, common to be used, uh, the Idea Men uh, just randomly came up on I Last FM for me, and I fucking fell in love with them. And they was are one of
2: the best players.
4: Idea Man is one of the That's one of those groups that when you listen to it, you're like, "How is this band not really, really, really famous?"
0: Because they don't
4: leave Chicago. Well, it, well, it has I think it has a little bit more to do with that because you think like with the internet that something that sounds that good would just spread organically mm-hmm. but i so i think it's just a, it's a testament of what it actually takes for music to spread on a big level it takes advertising yeah. and uh planning and i think it just thinks because they got locked into that they i think they're still on rotten records and st- like and still contractually I, you know just like dog fashion disco that for yeah. some reason both those bands signed their lives to this guy that didn't even put any of their music on spotify Till this year.
0: Is DFD still unrotten I thought they were self-publishing
4: through Razor to Wrist. Well, they... As, as far as my knowledge is concerned, they... I, I don't want to talk too much shit because I don't know the full story, but when they were putting out records as polka Dot Cadaver, they were doing it to get rid of the UOSX album. Oh. And then... And then the dude who owns Rotten Records is like, well, I signed Dog Fashion Disco, not Polka Dot Cadavers, so you still owe me this, this, and this. And then I think they started re-recording the old albums because they're just like, all right, we'll just like redo the old albums. I don't know exactly what the story is, but all I know is, 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 as far as my knowledge is concerned, that guy just signs bands and then he holds them hostage. I got to see if I can get Todd on here. Just like Space Jam. Yeah. But either way, yeah, I I DMN like think about what what spotify means to an a, an up-and-coming artist it's it's it, i consider it necessary you know if you're taylor yeah. swift and you don't want to do spotify people are still going to listen to taylor swift because you're a giant but a band like idea man for them just to start streaming their music because their record label held it hostage for fucking you know eight nine years they're just starting to stream this year it's like fucking heartbreaking like i like i was on a couple bad record labels over the years but at least they were fucking smart enough to make our shit available to stream you know because it's you know it's going back to that like why fight the you know, technology. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel bad. Fucking evolve I just feel with bad for IDMN because I th- I think so much of them not being a bigger band has to do a lot with mismanagement of, uh, you know, by their record label, and yeah. then and then also it's hard to keep a band on the road. It, it's there's no money in it, especially if you're a small band.
0: Yeah. It's a shame, though. Uh, anyone who's watching, uh, fucking check out IDMN because no joke. The- they are, Amazing. they are musicians, favorite bands. Like they're, uh, there when, go. uh, we were out on the road, I was, uh, the, uh, uh, merch guy for downtown Brown and the 2014 tour was psycho stick and fun gone wrong. <clears throat> and the, one of the things that, uh, was agreed upon
4: 2014, that was
0: 2014 dude. That was like November to August, November, 2014, something like that.
4: Was fun gone wrong with us? Yeah. That had to have been 2015.
0: No, it was definitely twenty four. I moved out here at the beginning of 2015. It was the end of
4: 2014. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, it was like the fall of 2014. Yes, yes. it was okay. the
0: fall of 2014.
4: And uh, one thing
0: that was agreed upon, uh, at least between the fucking Psycho Stick and uh, Downtown Brown uh, cars, was that IDMN is the best band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fucking listen to Idea Men.
4: Um, yeah, and, you can. And yeah, shout out. You can stream them on Spotify now. It only took nine years for yeah, right. Rotten Records to put it up there, but it's up there now.
0: So. Uh, the other way that I used to find bands was What.cd, the, the old torrent site where you could find like some super. It was invite only. You could find super obscure shit. And something that I had. I forgot to bring up when we were talking with uh, Kevin from Tubring when they released their album, secret handshakes. It hit What.cd before it hit anything else. And so when he and I were talking, when they like, they did three fucking tour, you know, tour dates to in support of, uh, that, uh, that album. And one of those dates was in Madison and Kevin and I are sitting at the bar and, and we were talking and I mentioned that I had fucking grabbed it early. And he professed to me at the time that he released it on what he, personally put it out on what.cd so he leaked it himself because he thinks he wants the music to be with the people and he just wants accessibility out there so
4: uh death grips did that when in 2012 when they put out money store they got signed to a major label and then they leaked their own album
0: that's awesome <laughs> yeah i've got a ton of respect for dudes who do that man that's fucking that's that it that was great um but yeah what.cd had this um similar artist kind of map uh, on each artist landing page, but it wasn't algorithmic. It was request. It was put together by other users. And uh, I found it to be more accurate because it, what.cd was a torrent tracker of very passionate music listeners. So it was way more accurate than like anything else. anyway, Hell yeah! the end of the podcast. Uh, Nebo, let everyone know uh, where they can find you, uh, find Downtown Brown, find your streaming, all that good stuff.
4: Uh, my podcast, Subcast with Neil P. is on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just type in Subcast and Neil, N-E-I-L, and you'll find it. And then my band Downtown Brown has been around forever. If you type Downtown Brown and Google, we're everywhere uh it's pretty easy to find all that stuff and there's a ton of content there's seven albums worth of music and a bunch of music videos and a bunch of dumb shit so and, uh, yeah, Reagan, Reagan <laughs> youth is a thing and HR of bad brains are a thing as well and I'm involved with them so awesome. oh yeah
0: thanks for being on the fucking podcast man and uh thank you everyone for watching and or listening we'll see you next week
4: Taba's robot. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I'm about to fucking piss my pants.